Hello, everyone. Welcome to Firmly Grounded, a podcast where young men talk about and pursue a firm foundation in God. In this episode of Firmly Grounded, we will invite a special guest, Tom DeLong, from the podcast Thriving in Singleness, to talk about seeking Christ in your singleness. We will be discussing that and more on this episode of Firmly Grounded. Welcome back, guys, from the Grounded. I'm um, here with uh, Caleb and Eli today. Eli hey is Hello. here consecutively. He's yes. healthy. Yes. Crazy. Back. Two in a row. Two in a row. Yep. We're happy to have <laughs> you back. We are blessed to be in the presence of uh, Tom DeLong. He's not physically here, uh, but he is in Pennsylvania. Where are you from exactly, Tom? I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Okay. Very cool. We have Tom DeLong here from the Thriving and Singleness podcast. Thank you for coming on, Tom, with us and yeah. uh, just giving us some insight on, on the topic we're going to discuss today. We, pre- we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's, it's awesome to be here. Glad we can uh, have, a, have a great conversation together. Hopefully, this will be a, a great, great blessing to the listeners. Oh, absolutely. Tom, you said, like I said, you were doing podcasting. You, how long have you been doing your Thriving and Singleness podcast? I've been doing the podcast about... Almost two and a half years now, so okay. oh, wow. it's been a been a long run. Yeah. I don't think I saw myself going as far as a run and, and having <laughs> this many conversations about such a specific topic of singleness. But uh, here I am. It's been great, and and I'm amazed at how much I've learned along the way. Uh, when I went into it, just feeling like I was kind of an expert on the subject, but man, I was I was so wrong on that, and I think I still have so much more to learn too. We uh we have a, a mutual friend in Emma Tauscher now used to be re- uh, used to be Reynolds and she yeah uh, we were talking in our production meeting with Tom yeah. this week on Tuesday we were talking we were talking sometime this week and uh I was telling Tom that he had her on the podcast and then Tom you told me a story that Emma was ironically got into a relationship two weeks after she was on your podcast yeah she, she, yeah, she messaged me she's and she's like, hey, like, this is totally weird. But like two weeks after I was on your podcast, I ended up meeting my boyfriend. So yeah. uh, it's it's crazy how the timing works out like that. Now she's married. So, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I met her through uh, just, you know, online and, uh, you know, through Instagram. I, I meet a lot of people and I, I find people to, to join me for the podcast. And, yeah. and so, man, I'm, I was lucked out that I was able to connect with her and, and have her on. She, she had so many awesome things to share. And yeah, uh, yeah it's such a blessing. So but from, it's it's so cool. Like she's she's married now, so it's it's insane just seeing the full full history. You know, singleness, dating, engaged, married, mm-hmm. like that full cycle play out yeah. like with people on my podcast. It's awesome. I love seeing it. That's sweet. So does that make the episode where you talked with her is that a success or the contrary? <laughs> <laughs> if two weeks later yeah. she is no longer <laughs> thriving in question. singleness, I I think it's a success. Okay, you know, okay I, sweet. I think <laughs> it's it's great to to see somebody's heart where they're at in their singleness and something that they can find joy in and just how the the health that they reflected it in that episode and she's not the only one i've had several others that have been on my podcast that have been married since just and i love hearing where their heart is at and how god had altered their heart in singleness and how they've learned to do their singleness well and the awesome part of that is that that translates into into a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. and then it translates Mm -hmm. into a healthy marriage. Yeah. So being healthy in your singleness is such a solid foundation. And I love yeah. doing these episodes where I get to hear people in their singleness that are living it out 
and they're doing well with it. They're comfortable in their singleness and they're just trusting God, like no matter what direction life is going to take them. So sure. yeah, it's, it's awesome. Just seeing it from my perspective. That's awesome. Praise Tom, the Lord. Tom yeah. DeLong has a resume, man. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so with that connection with Emma, uh, Tauscher now used to be Reynolds. So Emma was saying that, you know, Tim, I had a, we had a podcast previously, Caleb and I did called Christian guys talk. Yeah. And so while that episode, while you were doing the episode with Emma, we were, still working on doing Christian guys talk in that, you know, in that field. And so Emma told me, you know, Hey Tim, you should, you should see if you can get on this podcast. And so I wasn't one to like, I don't think I extended myself to you because I didn't really want to be like, Hey man, <laughs> can you have me, can you have me on your podcast? Yeah. And you were single at the time. <laughs> and I was single at the time. <clears throat> and so I think you reached out if I, if I'm correct. And, and uh, yeah. so it's, it's really, uh, it's really good to have you on this one. For sure. And we're, uh, we're just really honored. So, Okay, so what led you to start your podcast, Thriving in Singleness? Honestly, it was the way that God had laid singleness on my heart. Yeah. So I was always in my singleness, you know, and, and I've been married for almost nine years now. And a lot of people see the irony of the fact that I do this Thriving in Singleness podcast, but I've gotten used to it. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I'm kind of numb to it by now, but... I couldn't, I couldn't be here and keep a straight face, and it would be literally just a, a scam if God didn't mm-hmm. truly alter my heart when I was in my singleness. And that's really what happened. So I was always like watching, waiting, hoping, like just wanting to find that spouse. And it, it was kind of something that I had idolized more mm-hmm. and more over time. And God had just, he just like shook me up and brought me up to a place of complete surrender. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. I was able to get to a point that I was comfortable with whatever direction that God was going to take me. Yeah, and I said, God, if you want me to be single for the rest of my life, which is what it felt like at the time, I was like, God, if you want me to be single for the rest of my life, I'm going to embrace that. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to find ways to just use this for your glory. I'm going to honor you yeah, in this. Awesome. And to me, it then got incredibly exciting the thought of being single for the rest of my life. I was ready to do more adrenaline junkie things. I'm adrenaline junkie. Like I, (laughs) I had a motorcycle at the time. I, I rock climb, I surf, I snowboard. I was uh, ready to get back into skydiving, get my skydiving license, maybe do base jumping. I was like, I'm just going to do these crazy things and like find ways (laughs) to use it for God's glory. Like I was like ready to go all in. And I was living on my family farm at the time. I was working there. And my biggest reason for trying to stay there and take over the farm was like, I wanted stability. I wanted to be able to have a family and provide for them well. And and it was an easy, easy comfort zone kind of a thing for mm-hmm. me to be there and an easy, clear direction of providing for a family. And so like, I was like, okay, like if I'm not going to have a family someday, like, I was, it, it suddenly felt like the chains came off and I was free. Like I was like, okay, like I can chase other things in life and not feel like I'm doing things just for the sake of yeah. future yeah. family. And so yeah. it, it was an awesome freeing experience and, and like the doors just like really opened up to me. And then Ironically, two weeks later, I did meet my wife, Larissa, and we we hit it off well. We were just like, you know, communicating constantly after we were introduced from a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And um, she had told me that she was the most awesome thing that happened to Lancaster. Uh, sorry. <laughs> she had told me that she was the most awesomest thing that God put on the planet. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, okay. Not like, just the city, but the whole it's world. On. It's on. All right. And, you know, there was, there was a weird part of me that believed her when she said that. 
<laughs> and I took her very seriously. <laughs> Nine and years I had, later. I convinced her yeah. to, you know, go on a date with me, which it wasn't supposed to be a date. It was supposed to be just as friends. And uh, we were just going to be going away for this surprise weekend thing because she loves surprises. She didn't want to know where we were going. And in actuality, in my mind, I was like, this is going to be a date. And I'm going to take her out for in and out Burger. I love in and out Burger. Dude, in and out is uh, bomb. in and out is so good. What? I love in and out I've never had it. Oh, it's so good. I love in and out So I wanted... I wanted to take her there for our first date. And ironically, you know, I was living in Pennsylvania at the time and in and out burger is out yeah. the West coast. Yeah. So I did take her out to LA for our first date. We had a weekend there and I told her, I was like, look, you know, we're going to be staying with my friends, separate sleeping arrangements. It's all good there. And if you're not comfortable staying at my friend's place, I'll get you your own hotel room mm-hmm. and you know, and that'll be just fine. But I used to live in LA. It's like a second home to me. Yeah. And I have a lot of friends out there that we were spending time with. And we, you know, we, we went rock climbing. We uh, hung out at the That's beach sick. with friends and just like did a lot of sightseeing and showed her all my favorite old places. And, and it was cool. Like it was, it was such a crazy fun first date, but it was like so many different factors. It's a long story. Like I have a whole episode about it. It was just crazy how everything came together just perfectly. And that was the start of our relationship. This crazy first date flying out to California for a weekend yeah. and grabbing in and out burger and, and mm-hmm. you know, hanging out with my friends there. So looking back, it's wild how God had altered my heart to just trust him no matter what. And it brought me about this insane fearlessness that I was ready to take whatever steps that God wanted me to take. And God was, he put it in my mind of like, Hey, take this girl out on the most incredible date. And it worked out. It was awesome. And the whole thing was just like glorifying to him in the process, which is great. So, so because of your background in singleness, we thought it was a really good idea to just talk about living in singleness under Christ Mm -hmm. and how to conduct ourselves in a godly manner. We just had an episode, I believe it was two episodes ago where we had a guest come in and uh, Michael Mole, we talked about how to conduct yourself in a dating relationship, yep. some of the pros and cons of that, how if done well, it can be honoring, glorifying to the Lord, but also exactly. yeah. if it's not done well, it can be a hindrance to your walk with the mm-hmm. Lord. It can distract you, different things like that. And those same types of struggles can be seen in singleness too. Mm-hmm. Maybe not uh-huh. in the same ways, but there still can be struggles. And so I guess one of the questions that we have from your experience and from you know us yeah. guys here, what are some of the uh-huh. struggles that you've seen or that you've maybe experienced in your own singleness when, when you were, you know, what are some of the struggles in that? Yeah. I think one of the biggest struggles is loneliness. You know, you see a lot of people that are paired up and that they are, Mm -hmm. they, they have somebody for, you know, going through life and encounter different problems and and you feel so alone having to go through that. And, and in addition to that, you feel alone in a sense of, of lust, you Mm -hmm. know, a lot Mm -hmm. of people are going to dive deeper into, they're going to, fall into traps of lust are going to fall into pornography. They're going to be trying, looking for satisfaction in there. And oftentimes they can look at a future partner. Like this is what's going to satisfy me eventually on on the, on the Christian side of things. We're like, yeah, I can't wait for like my, my honeymoon. And and like, just like holding out for that. God, please don't come until after that. And (laughs) so, (laughs) but it's, it's, and it's so challenging to be facing that on our own. Something to keep in mind is a lot of the habits that you develop in your singleness are going mm. going to carry over into a relationship, mm. wow, and that's going yeah. to carry over into a marriage. Yeah. Surprise, you know, marriage, you're not having sex all the time. Mm-hmm. So you have to enable yourself to be able to say no mm-hmm. and build up the resistance to say like, okay, like I wanted this, but I'm 
I'm going to turn away from this. And that's yeah. one huge part that uh, living out purity in singleness is very important because you have to be trained to say no. You know, we mm-hmm. live in a world yeah. where guys are always telling themselves like, yes, you know what? I want this immediate gratification. I want mm-hmm. to feel this pleasure. I want to feel, you know, I don't want to feel so alone in this. And so they're, they're turning to pornography yeah. and they're, they're getting an immediate yes. Every time they want it, they get a yes. And so what does that turn into in real life? You know, they, mm-hmm. they get into a relationship and they treat it as if, yeah. as if it's some type of entitlement mm-hmm. that they're supposed to be receiving. And then they can even carry that into a marriage where, yeah. you know, marriage, like, you know, you, you still have to both want to be there for it. You're not always going to get it every time. And you have to be able to say, okay, like you live in a world where everybody is just filling themselves with every bit of lust and mm-hmm. they're, they're following through with every temptation and which it's not a temptation anymore. It's just like they, they want it. They, they go get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the biggest challenges that there are in singleness. Mm-hmm. And that's something that really has to be really controlled, you know, yeah. cause that will yeah. control you if you allow that to you know take over your life. And that's where God calls us into a life of purity because God wants us to chase after his long-term goal for us. Because, you know, as where I am right now, you know, I have a uh, marriage approaching nine years. I have an mm-hmm. uh, incredible three-year-old daughter. I have a son on the way. And yeah. and dude, like, it is awesome. Yeah, I can't tell you how often I reflect yeah. on how blessed I am that I was guided by many great people. And I was guided by scripture, guided by the Lord to follow his plan for purity mm-hmm. and for sex, you know, saving sex mm-hmm. for marriage just how that has turned into such a beautiful, awesome thing. You don't get that by just chasing after the prettiest thing right in front of you and indulging in every temptation. You don't get that with the instant gratification. And that turns into an ugly lifestyle that's self-centered and it has no long-term prosperity that comes with it. Mm. So yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest challenges, but in that, I mean, my best advice for facing against it is, for one, have community. Yeah. And it's important to have accountability within that community, guys mm-hmm. that you can be personal with, that you can say like, hey, here's what I'm struggling with. Can you hold me accountable? And be willing to ask the challenging questions. Be willing to say, hey, have you have you been avoiding porn? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. how are things with you in lust right now? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, it's it's easier to resist lust when you're not constantly allowing yourself to be fed into it. Yeah. yeah. I think the one thing, the one way that I would summarize that whole struggle is mm-hmm. the world can offer temporary satisfaction, yeah. but God can offer permanent satisfaction in mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Right. And so like we say, we say, you know, we want this now and you're right. Like we are trained and I mean, people in general, but especially like you said, men are trained to like, if yeah. you want it, go out and go get it. You know, patience isn't really a thing where we're not seeing a lot of that anymore in our day and age. Yeah, sure. It's a thing that we're losing. You know, I think when when you think about it, just understanding that I may want this right now, Mm -hmm. but it always and any time that and I I struggled with pornography when I was a teenager. And one of those Uh things that I always found that after I acted and and granted, you know, pornography Mm -hmm. access into my life, as soon as it was done, I felt awful immediately and I knew oh my goodness why did I just do that but then again it would be a recurring theme and I would just do it over and over again but every time I'd have the same reaction it was like 
the conviction of the Holy mm. Spirit saying like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. That's yeah. temporary. I can, that can give you satisfaction for like a minute, mm-hmm. but I can give you satisfaction for a lifetime. And you talked about the testimony and, you know, you having a, a beautiful family, a beautiful wife, a beautiful daughter, and, uh, you know, a beautiful baby boy on the way. That's what God gives you. And like, yeah. and like you said, like you can't imagine it any, any other way. I think also what you're talking about, Tom, and what you're talking about, Tim, with looking for finding satisfaction in pornography and everything mm-hmm. and like that instant gratification. I think like you're saying, you're looking forward to that relationship or to like you're being married or being in a relationship. But mm-hmm. we have to be satisfied with not having that if that's what mm-hmm. God has for us. We need to yeah. be satisfied with looking to God and just relying on him totally. And then if he provides that person into our life, then that's something that he wants for our lives. And we can take hold of that and we can use that. And that can be something that can help us further our relationship with Christ. But that needs to be something that I guess we have to watch out that it's happening in the right time Mm -hmm. and that we're not forcing it. That makes me Mm -hmm. think of a Bible verse, Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of thine heart. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people I've heard in my limited experience, <laughs> a lot of people say, well, something I desire, I desire a wife. Mm-hmm. I desire a family. Yeah. So why isn't God going to give me that? Because the prerequisite for getting the desires of your heart is to delight yourself in God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And when I think that's a big part of thriving in your singleness and devoting that time to God to seek God's will for your life is that once you, once you do that, and like I can see it with your testimony and with Emma, yeah. Literally, it took two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took two weeks. And, and like two weeks was my timetable, too. Like, it's yeah, it's really weird how it can yeah. play out like that. And there's there's a lot of people that will treat it like this is the special formula. You, you have mm-hmm. to delight in the Lord. You have to surrender it. You have to trust God and yeah. then he'll bring you a spouse. But that's that's not the case for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you know, God's timing is the best timing. You can't challenge what God decides is the best time. Yeah. And and for me the best timing was that he prepared my heart to go into marriage without treating it like it's an idol. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and that really changed the the foundation, the dynamics of how I looked into my marriage, how I looked into my relationship yeah. of, you know what, like if this isn't a God honoring thing, then I need to be ready to let go of it. Yeah. And yeah. scary and, and singleness shouldn't be a scary thing to revert back to either. So the ironic part is I, I think that when you are able to surrender it to God and, mm-hmm. and it completely changes your perspective, it changes the way you approach people, you know, you become more confident yeah. when you're not reeking of desperation. Yeah. And <laughs> you're able to take more bold steps in getting to know somebody. And mm-hmm. you know, for me it was never about pursuing singleness. It was about pursuing God. Yeah. And yeah. whatever he wanted for me. So, yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of want to hit on that. And I yeah. think talking about how it's not a specific step-by-step process, like there's not a perfect process to becoming healthy in your singleness or, or to finding a spouse or something like that. But what do you yeah. think, what do you think are the best methods to be healthy and to be satisfied with where you're at being single and with sure. wh- how the, where the Lord has you and what do you think are the best ways to mature and grow closer to God in that? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, one of those we, we already hit very hard, that yeah. is um, to be living in purity, mm-hmm. you know, and and that allows you to not feel a constant desperation for an immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. And purity is a huge challenge that is going to be a constant battle. And another surprise fact, when you get into marriage, 
lust for other women doesn't magically go away. So mm-hmm. if you fed into pornography all mm-hmm. through your singleness and then even through a dating relationship, maybe even if you skip it in the dating relationship and then like you're married and like you're married for a long time, like your instincts are going to yeah. continue wanting to Yeah, the, hab- the habits lust. carry over. Yeah, the habit is going to carry over. So keep in mind, like marriage isn't nece- isn't a finish line mm-hmm. when it comes to purity. Yeah, you do have somebody that you're able to you yeah. know, be sexual with and enjoy. And there's there's greater things that come out of that when it's in the design of marriage. However, that lust, like you're still going to have to be able to fight it. And mm-hmm. a lot of those muscles you develop for fighting it are developed in your singleness. Mm-hmm. So that's one huge important thing. So another thing is, you know, remain in the word. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. don't know God, if you're not reading his word and getting to know him, like how do you how do you trust somebody you don't know? Mm-hmm. Remain yeah, faithful in your in your prayer, in your relationship with God. Yeah. And, and the other thing is you need to find purpose. You need to be living out purpose. A lot of people can feel like marriage is my purpose. I'm built to be married. Like this is what, what I want. And so like yeah. you're, you're single and you're not living that out. So it feels like you're not living out your purpose. And then what if that never happens for you? Or what if it's so much further down along the road that you've, you've given up other opportunities that have come up mm-hmm. in exchange for just hoping for something that may never happen or yeah. might not happen right away. Yeah. I think so, that's, that's something that yeah. signifies depending on God is in mm-hmm. singleness is realizing your purpose before you get married and your purpose yeah. is mm-hmm. to glorify God. Yeah. If you think your purpose is to get married or your purpose is to stay single, your purpose here is to glorify God. And that's what you mm-hmm. need to remember. And that's why you need to practice serving the Lord and glorifying God while you're single. So then you can continue those habits, those good habits of giving God the glory, trusting in him, seeking him in every avenue. You can keep those good habits as you go into marriage instead of the habit of I need to get married, then you get married. And now what's your purpose? Yeah, I've, I've reached my purpose. There's no there's no more end goal. One thing that I kind of go back to that I kind of look at, and this is kind of funny, just Tim's parents, I think, are a really good example to me that I look to as thriving in what God has for you at the time. Because, mm-hmm. like, his parents didn't get married till they were in their late 30s. It was 36 or 37. Yeah. I think one was 36 and one was 37. Yeah, so like they that. were a little older than people typically get married. But mm-hmm. they were striving after God, and they were following what he was doing. And ultimately now we know God did have marriage planned for their lives, but... In that moment, they were satisfied to work in the way that Mm -hmm. he wanted them to and that they did grow closer in that. And I think that's just kind of really cool that you can be working in your singleness and be striving for God and have that. It's kind of freeing, I feel like, to be able to not have to worry about a family in one sense. It's freeing Mm -hmm. that you can you don't have to worry about them so you can go do the crazy things like Tom was talking about, like you go skydiving and doing all these things that maybe he doesn't have the time to do now. But he did it. Yeah, I don't. It's true. But but yeah. But he had like when you're single, you might have the opportunity to do that. So go for it. Be happy Mm -hmm. to be where you're at, and be ready to if that's what God has for you. Like send, go do it, and then if God changes that path, then follow that. But if you're standing where God has you, then that's that's always going to be where you're satisfied at. Mm -hmm. If your if your heart is really with Him, I think it's also an injustice in this conversation to not bring in the Apostle Paul. Mm. because he was a man who was lived his entire life single he was 
completely and ultimately satisfied with it. Yeah. He w- he wasn't saying like, yeah, I'm single, but I really wish I was married. He was saying, I'm glad that I'm single because it allows me to serve the Lord with all of my heart. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. have I don't have the the split interest of serving the Lord and providing for my family, protecting my family. Yeah. Because Paul mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to go and be imprisoned multiple times, <laughs> stoned, <laughs> shipwrecked. He wouldn't be able to so do that true. if he was. I don't. I don't want to say lugging. If he had a wife and children that was following him, he probably wouldn't have done yeah. a lot of the things that he needed to do because then your be interests leading, are divided. Like yeah, he'd he he be like leaving them behind. Wife, uh, yeah. and when you have a family, your interests are divided. Like you're you're having to serve your family mm-hmm. and also serve the Lord. So yeah, it it does make it more challenging to do ministry when you have a family, and and when you have a family, that is your number one ministry. So yeah, you yeah, make sure, sure that's in check before you are doing any other types of ministry. Yeah, we yeah. should probably clarify that, that you still can serve the Lord while yeah. you're married. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It looks different for me now than what it did before. So uh, when I was single, I led Young Life for three mm. and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Awesome three and a half years. Had a blast doing that. And and so I was, I was working 50, 60 hours a week on the farm, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes more than that. And I was leading Young Life on the side. Like I was yeah. always preparing yeah, lessons book. or spending time with teenagers, just like being a mentor to them and like being a yeah. friend and like hanging out. And so I was like running and gunning and I'm not even kidding you for that three and a half years, I was literally half awake the entire time because <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I was just doing so much, but yeah. yeah, with a family doing that in tow, yeah, forget about it. However, now that I'm in my, in my marriage, you know, so marriage, my number one ministry, I do get to help with my church uh, church youth group. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not the youth leader, but yeah. I am able to assist with that and be a part of that. And of course, I'm also running my Thriving and Singleness podcast. Yeah. So it looks different. I'm not half awake the entire time You know that I'm doing this. I'm able to be a little bit more well-rested. That's something I try to focus on making sure that I do. You might get back to that half a, half awakeness when the when the boy comes along the way. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> there's gonna be a little bit of yeah. season for that. <laughs> so that'll that'll definitely happen again. But you know, and, and then looking back into my my time with Young Life, you know, when I was committing so much of my life, my free time to leading Young Life, it did multiple things for me that I I just talked about when it came to my thriving singleness, doing singleness well, like mm-hmm. it gave me purpose. I was living out the purpose mm-hmm. of being a, being an example and, and teaching teenagers and being friends to them and helping them, helping guide them in challenging yeah. parts in their life. So I was living out an awesome purpose in that. And it also challenged me and kind of also forced me to grow in my relationship with the Lord. Kind of the, the last piece that I was honestly missing for like the entire span of it was the surrender part. Like I hadn't totally yeah. surrendered my desires to the Lord. And so when I finally did that, it was like, like I, I felt like I just drank like 10 Red Bulls. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really good. And so, you know, I'm so thankful that God had me single mm-hmm. for that time that I was leading Young Life. So I wasn't yeah. distracted from what his purpose for me was in that. When God gives you purpose and yeah. like he gives you energy in, in chasing after all these different things. And it's, yeah. it's wild. So seek out what God's purpose is for you, mm-hmm. what he built you to do. Find a ministry that can complement that because yeah. there's a lot of things that can allow you to thrive in your singleness that pairs with that. It, yeah. it helps you find community. It helps challenge you to grow deeper in the Lord. It allows you to find purpose 
in what it is you're doing. So, you know, that was that was my experience, uh, both what that ministry did for me, as well as how it looks different still doing ministry now. Yeah. So absolutely. Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I think you talked about my you talked about my parents mm-hmm. and I think and one thing I think is the same for your testimony and how God works in your life is when you're walking with the Lord and you get to the point where you're satisfied and you say, all right, Lord, I understand this is the time for me that you want me in singleness. And so I'm going to maximize it. This is what you have. I accept it. And as, as you're walking with the Lord in that, and you're, you're saying yes to the opportunities that are in front of you. My dad was a missionary here with teen missions who sponsors our podcast. And he was a, he was acting in obedience to what the Lord had for him. And had the same kind of idea of like, all right, Lord, if this is if this is what you have for me, like I'm yeah. full, I'm full on board, like yeah. I'm gonna go for it. When he said that, you know, it took a couple years, but God brought someone right alongside him that were that was walking the same path in the same direction. And mm-hmm. you know, it's not always that you serve with one ministry for your whole life, but for mm-hmm. their story and for their marriage, like they came together, they walked alongside each other, found each other in Christ, and then got married and have been serving the Lord ever since. Yeah. And so like, yeah. I think my encouragement also to like to young guys out there that are maybe thinking of maybe settling for something of a lower standard, like yeah. don't lower your standards because you're impatient. Mm-hmm. Just wait. Cause God has something for you. That's way better than you can even anticipate. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, be patient in that. And then God will bring someone to you. If it's, if it's his will for you to find a partner, you know, then he'll, he'll show them, he'll show them to you in your journey, in your walk. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask, what are some ways, are there some other ways that you found yourself like maximizing like your singleness? You said men, you brought up like mentoring young people. We can mentor, you can mentor young people now because you kind of have the benefit of seeing, you know, what you were in your singleness. And now you're seeing the benefits of o- obeying the Lord in your marriage. Yep. You kind of talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit. Have you found yourself giving a lot of counsel from your own experiences, like personal experiences? From that, I mean, you talked about the podcast, but we we have a, a moment in our camp. We, we run a youth camp here at Team Missions. Yeah. And so there's a lot of times where I find I'm counseling them from my own experiences, like personally telling them maybe something I wouldn't tell others all the time publicly, but like using my own experiences to edify them or lift them up and say like, hey, yeah. I was a wreck in this. And yeah, see my testimony. Yeah, see my testimony. And so like, that's something mm-hmm. I think we could obviously all do in any area of our life, but yeah. especially in singleness sure. is like sharing like, yeah, no, I struggled with pornography mm-hmm. or like I struggled with that. And so like when you were talking about that, that was something else that I kind of thought of where, you know, that was one way I could maximize the opportunity. Do you have any other ones, any other types of things that you're like, yeah, I maximize this in my singleness and now I can use it for, you know, counseling other kids. I definitely have been able to gain a lot of life experience. Any person that has gained wisdom in their life, they're always eager to share it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finding the outlet to share it is not always easy. Sure. You know, we <laughs> yeah. have a generation, we have a world that is pushing against the wisdom of previous generations. They've gained wisdom through their life and they've seen how things have, have played out. And so yeah, the generation is so quick to write off the wisdom yeah. of of previous generations. And the Bible speaks against that. If you read through Proverbs, yeah. it talks again and again about seeking wisdom, seeking counsel. And that's something that we need to be doing. And it's hard to find somebody that's willing to do that. You can't you can't force wisdom on people. Like yeah. 
you know, I've tried it. It, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You know? Something I try to do in, in my life is I try to meet with men that are much older than me yeah. and I meet one-on-one. And I've, I've never been able to follow through with this dynamic. There's one that I meet with on occasion but if I if I was doing it the way I feel would be the right way to do it, I would meet with one of them per month. So, you know, say if you go to uh, somebody that is a couple generations ahead of you and say, hey, can I meet with you once every three months? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's a very low commitment on their end. Yeah. And when you're going up to somebody and saying, hey, can I like just share with what's going on in my life and hear from your wisdom and you know get your take on it you know like any wise gentleman is not going to say no to that he's probably gonna be more than eager to say yes like i would love to you know hear what you got going on and seeing what i can recommend from that and then Mm -hmm. you know if you're doing with that three different men you know one per month then you're you're meeting with different men you're getting wisdom from different perspectives because you know you're Mm -hmm. still gonna get men who are sinners you know we're all sinners so having multiple men that you're able to seek counsel Mm -hmm. from that allows you to get get well-rounded. And that puts you steps and leaps and bounds above your peers is when you're willing to accept the wisdom of a previous generation yeah. and get get bigger steps in life. You know, and that's going to just, just bless you, you know, in, in compounding effects mm-hmm. of, of what that's going to do for your life. And and so for myself, you know, I'm able to speak in youth group from time to time. Um, but quite honestly, you know, with Young Life, I had a lot of one-on-one mentorship that I was involved with that. And that was fantastic. I mean, I don't get to do that quite as much and, mm-hmm. and it's a bummer, but the ministry that God has me called towards right now is family, number one, and, and raising them in the Lord and applying my wisdom towards yeah. guiding them in the right steps mm-hmm. and helping them to be be glorifying the Lord and help them to love the Lord. And I'm able to do my podcast and, and share the wisdom of what God has taught me on, on kind of a broader scale. It's it's not a not a direct one-on-one. It is able to reach on a broad scale, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Well, Tom, thank you so much for uh, yeah. giving us some of your time. We appreciate mm-hmm. you. I know it's your off day. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we are just really thankful that you were able to come on and you're so willing. For sure. Yeah, just an encouragement to all the listeners, just to kind of like sum up everything that we talked about. Obviously, it all starts with the Lord. It mm-hmm. starts with his word. And once you are kind of going after those things and you're satisfied in that, uh, you found permanent satisfaction. Yeah, you, don't, exactly. you don't need anything else in this yep. life. Now, you know, you can be satisfied whether you're single and or, that's what God has for you mm-hmm. or whether you're in you know, a partnership and in marriage, Tom has the, the fortunate hindsight of like having both experiences. Mm -hmm. And so, and Lord willing, if the Lord allows you to be married, then you also have those experiences. But if he doesn't like just be content with that and be satisfied with the Lord has you because ultimately that's where he wants you. And so that's where you should want to be as Mm -hmm. well. And that doesn't happen right away in the blink of an eye. It's a gradual thing that we have to put aside our flesh and take on what the Lord has, um, and you know, in, in His Spirit and everything. And so, anyways, Tom, give us a give us a quick rundown of of all the things that you're into. Give us where the podcast is streaming, thriving yeah. in singleness. Uh, just give us yeah. a rundown, real quick. Yeah, you can find us on any streaming platform, thriving in singleness. Uh, we're on just about all of them, especially the big ones. We're there, so uh, you can find us there. We have different episodes. I have different guests that share their perspectives, what God has been teaching mm-hmm. them. Uh, that way it's not sounding completely repetitive yeah, each sure. episode if I was trying to yeah. share about that. So 
I got my friend Josh. He is uh, he's from Michigan, and he's my age. Has the same level of passion towards singleness, which is awesome. And he's living it out. He's single, so we're able to provide both the living it out perspective as well as the uh, hindsight perspective that I'm yeah. able to provide yeah. from from my experience, what God taught me. So that's awesome. But otherwise, you know, you can find us on Instagram, Thriving in Singleness. Absolutely. Yeah. Go check out Thriving in Singleness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Thank you so much, Tom, for coming on with yep. us. And yeah, uh, thank you're you. Welcome. We just are, we're just really blessed. And so we hope you guys enjoy this episode. We'll be Lord willing, getting some stuff out um, on Thriving in Singleness. And so check mm-hmm. out our Instagram and our TikTok at Firmly Grounded Podcast to see where Tom's at and all the things that you can listen to there. So appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thanks for joining. Stay blessed. Thank you for listening to the Firmly Grounded Podcast. In the next episode, we'll be talking about how your attitude can affect your actions. You can catch Firmly Grounded at the following streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at Firmly Grounded Podcast. Blessings. Blessings.